Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. Today, I'm speaking with my good friend, Josh, from Rupa Ayurveda. He is an herbalist, Chinese medicine acupuncturist, and an Ayurvedic practitioner who has studied directly with Dr. Vasant Ladd, who is the father of Ayurvedic medicine in the West. Later in life, Josh got really interested in what we're going to talk about today, which is Jyotish or Vedic astrology and Vastu Shastra, which is Vedic Feng Shui, which I'm hoping that in the future episodes, we can also talk about that. But the Vedic astrology is really the original way the astrology was supposed to be. So in this episode, tune in as we talk about everything Jyotish. Hello, Josh. Hey. So good to have you on the Ayurvedic Therapist show. I've been really looking forward to this moment where I could have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm actually just going to start my camera in one sec. Sounds good. Great. Um, I'm doing really good. It's a beautiful day. I'm in Tucson and it's getting hot here finally, but we're trying to ease into the season change, so... Oh, amazing. Yeah, so what what season are you going into? Summer? It's getting to be summer. I mean, we yeah. have kind of a quick spring lasts about that long here, and then it's just right into the heat and the dryness and all that pitta weather, you know. So. Yeah, the pitta weather is coming. Amazing. Um, yeah, no, I'm in Costa Rica, and we're heading into the winter, and mm-hmm. it's... Um, but it's just the rain season, so it rains tropically a lot, uh, which the nature needs it so much right now, so it's good. Yeah. Okay, so today we're talking about Ayurvedic or Vedic psychology, uh, sorry, astrology, I should say. And um, you are, you've helped me so much with my chart um, in times in my life that, you know, I needed that extra, uh, kind of outlook on, should I go this way or that way? Or if there was any confusion in my life, I've always come to you. And now we've started doing them for, uh, my clients because it really is giving us, uh, kind of an input in where people are and, uh, where, you know, just giving them direction where to go. So could you tell us a little bit about uh, Vedic astrology and it, what it's all about? 
Sure. Um, so Vedic astrology, it's, it's, it's actually called Jyotish. Um, most people know the term Vedic astrology, so I use that term a lot too. But this is the science of light. Um, so it's a sister science of a lot of the other Vedic sciences like yoga and Ayurveda. And I find it to be an extremely helpful tool to sort of give yourself a bit of a roadmap through life. Uh, many people find this really helpful when they're, you know, stuck at a junction or, you know, having trouble making a decision about something, whether it's like a career move or a love issue or money issues, you know, all the things that happen in life that can kind of cause roadblocks. And Jyotish can shed some light on that, so to speak. So it can give us some guidance of what planetary effects may be you know, happening at a certain time. And even sometimes just knowing that much can be a big opening for people to kind of understand what's going on. And sometimes even if it doesn't necessarily fix your situation, you know, um, just understanding why it's happening. And hopefully if there's some sort of light at the end of that tunnel is a very, very helpful thing. So I like to think of uh, Vedic astrology as an applied roadmap to life. Um, and, and that's how I often try to with clients that I'm working with and as, you know, as, as an advisor, as, as somebody to consult with about the directionality that you're going in and what would be maybe the, the best suited way to move forward in an unimpeded way. So that's how I like to frame it. Wow. That's, that sounds really interesting. And how, how did you get into all this yourself? Yeah. You know, I've, I've been in interested in the Vedic sciences since my early twenties. Um, Ayurveda was my big inroad to this as well. And, you know, I, I originally went and started studying with Dr. Laud at his Ayurvedic Institute, which is in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and just was blown away by it right, right out of the gates, right from my first experience with Dr. Laud. I just had such profound shifts in, you know, who I was and just felt this big pull to go that way. Um, and then just by, you know, exposure to Ayurveda, you hear little bits and bobs about different, you know, yoga and, and, and then, you know, Vedic astrology and things like that. And it piqued my interest a little bit and I had my chart done and thought it was kind of cool. And, but it wasn't for a few more years really that it finally just kind of hit me that, oh, I want to study this and learn this. And I just dedicated myself full on to, you know, diving into this like vast ocean of, of another science and trying to understand it. So, you know, it's been, it's probably in my karmas, right, to study these, the science, and it's um, something that those karmas are still there, so I'm still studying. <laughs> right, and that's such a great point. Um, and it, it is really a really vast, rich field of, you know, Ayurveda is like, you could go so many different directions with it. And this is, there's a lot of studying to be done and really ancient wisdom and knowledge that has been handed down. Um, so for you, when, like you said that, it's probably in my karma and I knew how to, like I knew this was for me. Um, how did you know that? It well, wasn't. You know, I think it's one, I mean, now that I understand my chart, I can also see my chart. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that I think any of us who are kind of on a spiritual path or, you know, some sort of seeker in some way, there's just this deep feeling of, of truthfulness about something. And that's such a good feeling to follow. Um, I found this very much in my own particular spiritual path with finding, you know, teachers and gurus. And, you know, you come across these various 
gurus and you can have very good feelings about them and learn things from them and feel maybe drawn to them. But when you meet somebody who is like your sub guru or your, you know, your path that you're supposed to be following, there's just such a deep sense of connection there that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's almost, you can't question it, you know, and, and I think it's important to know that feeling deep inside. And that's certainly one I've always felt with, you know, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology, yoga, all these, all these sciences has, has all had that same, pull for me throughout the various ups and downs of life and interests and things going on. I've, I've just always found myself back here. So here I am. Yeah, there you go. So interesting. Um, and so with the, if uh, someone is getting their chart done, can you tell us a little bit more about the details of how it's done and what they should be expecting to see? Um, just tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, the, the most important thing is to get a birth date, birth time, and birthplace. Uh, it, in, in Jyotish, it's good for this to be very accurate. Even down to the minute can be pretty important. But, but typically, for most people, within a few minutes is okay. No birth time is probably exact just because it, it's not common practice, you know, when, when, when we're born that the doctors are trying to get your Jyotish chart perfect so they get the exact time you're born, right? So... It's good to get it as close as possible. If you get into being off by a few hours, that can really alter your chart. So you may get an inaccurate reading. Um, fortunately, you can also do rectified chart readings. And what this means is that, um, you know, you can take life events and, and that have happened to you. And we can sort of build various charts to see which charts fit those life events of the past to kind of determine the time of birth. So um, once you get your birth time set, um, I pull up your chart and then we take a look at it. There's a lot of factors we look at and people always have very common questions. Most people are interested in their, their career and their love life. You know, there's these kind of common themes that we all sort of have an interest in what's happening, but any question really under the sun, we can dig into and kind of look at why you may be where you're at in life or, you know, what, what remedies you may bring into your life to help, you know, something that feels stagnant or stuck. Um, and, you know, so when you get a reading done, any, any facet of life, health, health things are usually a big one for people too. So we can look at Ayurveda and kind of integrating that with the Vedic astrology as well. Um, but I like to try to give people kind of an overall uh, life map of the structure of it. And then from there, we can do follow-up readings and we can, you know, kind of microscopically pick apart little parts. But I think it's really helpful just to get a, a bit of an overview of the chart itself to see, you know, what's going on for you. And I yeah. think always very interesting for me too. Every chart is very different. So um, they're like puzzles to try to figure out. And I have just as much fun, I think, as my clients do looking at the chart. So yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes we know things like in our intuition, and but we still doubt it. And I think for me, it has been those times where I'm like, I just need to know that I'm right, or that I'm making the right decision, right? Um, and, uh, for example, for me, the challenges in my life have always been around relationships. So I've always known what I was doing with my career. I really found my dharma really early in my life. And I knew that I was supposed to be studying all this, the Vedic stuff in Ayurveda and yoga and all of that. Um, and I always suffered in the relationship stuff. And I think it was one of the, just looking at my chart and seeing that, it's all there. <laughs> that's, that's the weak spot. 
for better or worse, here's what you got to deal with. <laughs> yes. And, and just knowing that I think has helped me a lot to understand, like not compare myself with other friends or women and, and be like, why is it working out for them? But it's not working out for me and like romantic relationships and uh, just be like, you know what? That is my thing. I just have to really figure it out. And that's where most of my lessons are. So, um, so yeah, it's really interesting how it really opened up my perspective to life so as well. Yeah. I think it's um, also always good to remember, you know, we all, I always call it the hand of cards we're dealt <laughs> and we all have some good cards and we get to play those good cards. And then we have our hard cards that we still got to play and, and just kind of having some self-acceptance around that, you know, we're all going to have these weak spots. Same thing when, you know, you work with clients around Ayurveda, right? There's going to be, you have, you know, kavagunyas or these like kind of weak spots in the body that are going to be affected. So no matter how good you are, you know, if you have the lungs as your weak spot, you're just going to always have to deal with lung stuff and phlegm congestion and, you know, whatever it is, right? We all have something to sort of deal with. And, and, and it's also our biggest learning spot too. Like you said, you know, it's, the area we get to become the experts on. <laughs> yeah. Spots. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Our kavagunya, our weak spot. Um, and so I think another thing that was really interesting for me personally when I did my chart was that for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what my doshas were because I like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so vata at times. And then I'm so pitta. And then I'm also a kapha. And when Dr. Ladd, and you mentioned Dr. Ladd, and he's like, oh my God, by the way, like check him out. His uh, website is ayurveda.com. He's the pioneer of bringing, he brought Ayurveda into the West basically. And there is this thing when you're in his presence that like, People just say by being in his presence and him taking your pulse, you can heal. He's like, like that. He's like really connected. And he's one of those practitioners where he looks at your tongue and he tells you your whole life story. <laughs> and for me, when he took my pulse, he was like, I really, I was convinced that I was a Vata because I had so many Vata issues in my life. And uh, he said, uh, you know, Pitta three, and kapha too and I was like what I'm not a pitta kapha I don't have kapha in me like <laughs> I'm I'm like really eager to go get and get stuff and I'm very creative like the lot of people and so anyways years later uh the mystery was solved by doing my chart because it showed on my chart that I was tridoshic and I thought wow, like, here we are. That makes a lot of sense. So Pitta was still number one and the other two were just like following Pitta very closely. So um, it has also given me that input in, okay, the three doshas are always like kind of struggling to to see who wins today, you know? And, and I just wake up and I kind of look at who's present that day and what we need to do to um, balance it. So that was another part that was really helpful. But I know that you also have mentioned when you do charts and you do the charts for my clients, specific herbs that you, you know, that they, it would be good for them. Yeah, so so you can look at different placements in the chart that will, and it's particularly related to the moon, but your moon placement especially will show sacred herbs for each person. And, and so 
What that means is that you can either grow these plants or keep them around you, and you can also take them as medicines. Um, so I, I usually will have people, you know, it depends on what it is. Some things are easier to take than others. Um, but, you know, I say whenever you have a medicinal formula, just put a little bit of this in it. You know, if it's brummy or something like that, right, you just put a little bit of the brummy always in your formula. It's always going to help you and serve you well. If you're able to grow it, even better, keep that plant in your house. And it's a very uh, auspicious thing to do for your health as well. So just my interest in Ayurveda, I love looking at charts, you know, with the medical astrology piece in there too. And, and it's usually fascinating to see people's health struggles and their sacred herbs roll so commonly just line up so well with the things they need to work on. So um, even years later, it still blows my mind all the time to see, you know, the herbs people need and relationship to their chart and how that plays out. So I love that piece too, for sure. Yeah. Amazing. And, uh, and I know that you can also do the charts with your partner and just see, you know, how, things are between the two of you, what areas you are really, you have your strength, what areas you need to do more work in. So if uh, people are open to that, that's really helpful too. Yeah, the sensory is big too. And people love that, of course, because everybody wants to compare charts with their either partner or potential partners. And I find it, it's a lot of fun to do. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's a great lens to look at relationship through. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of, Maybe I'm getting a little old, but, you know, I feel like there's always going to be something with somebody. And, you know, I think our culture is kind of pushing towards this, like, just run kind of mentality about relationships a lot, right? Or just kind of mm-hmm. swing. Um, and I think it's actually pretty fascinating to dig into your current relationship and look at those challenges and see, like, how can I better support my partner? or How can they better support me? And I think it provides a really nice framework for, you know, getting the most you can out of your relationship. And it's a lot of fun to do as well. So it's, it's always pretty fascinating to see. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's really good to have that kind of input as well. Yeah. So, um, so we have talked about um, the chart, the different areas that we can look at. um, And I'm just wondering if, uh, if there is uh, any, anything that you want to add to if someone is really stuck, maybe if someone is really stuck and they, um, they want to read their chart, would that be really helpful? It can be really helpful. Absolutely. And I, I think with a little bit of caveat that I try really hard to help people remember that their chart should empower their lives more than it should be like, the thing that you constantly run to, you know, like, like you still need to take agency in your life. And I, and I think that astrology should be a very empowering process for that to happen. So depending on the situation and the frequency, I think sometimes if you rely too heavily on your chart, you can get just as stuck as you would by using it as a tool for liberation. So large in part though, yes, if you're feeling stuck and, and you've sat with it for a while and you've been stuck for a while Nothing seems to be very clear for you. I think it's a really good idea to consult an astrologer. And, you know, often I think there's some kind of synchronicity that happens in those cases, too, where you may kind of forget about it for a minute. And then that person, you know, maybe (laughs) comes across your feed or something that speaks to you that I said for whatever reason, right, is like, oh, gosh, I got to get this done. 
I think those are always very good omens that it's probably a good time to get your chart read, you know? Um, so yeah, that's the one caveat I'd add. I, I think it really should, you should still feel empowered in your life to make decisions. There's, you know, um, our, our lives are made up of various types of karmas. There's fixed karmas and there's movable karmas and there's kind of movable karmas. And some of them you just can't change, right? Like we can't, we need to experience some karmas no matter what we do. But I think that Jyotish can give you some tools to maybe help. Dr. Sulubova says this a lot and I love it. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going to have a big boulder fall on your head and that's the karma that you need to have happen, maybe you can turn that boulder into just a couple pebbles, right? And I think that's one yeah. of the big things of using Vedic astrology remedies and things like that to, to kind of help maybe lessen some of these harder karmas we do have to face. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny that you said that. I was just thinking of that as you were mentioning that because uh, I was just in a retreat with Dr. Svoboda and that's what he was saying. And we were chanting, we were doing homas, chanting into the sacred fire. And, uh, and uh, so I'll tell you a story. So I came out of the retreat and I'm in Costa Rica. So I went, I, I, I did another retreat where people came here and we did sacred fires and we were chanting the whole week, chanting, chanting. And I was really feeling the hour in that, you know, um, I went for a walk after the retreat was done and I was walking on the beach I was like, Oh my God, the sky is blue and the ocean is talking to me. And I was having such a great morning. And, um, I have started, I've started becoming spiritually really, um, kind of seeing people's auras and energies and things like that. So I was really connected. I did a meditation. I walked out of the beach and there was this beautiful big tree and the fruit just fell on my head. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if this is an apple. Let me just try it. And I took a bite and it was sweet. And I swear something just threw the apple, took the apple and threw it out of my hand. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I'm just going to walk away. So I walked away and started feeling really dizzy and really nauseous. And I thought, oh my God, I don't think I was supposed to eat that plant <laughs> or that tree fruit or whatever. So long story short, anyways, I, um, I got home and I, my body completely rejected um, the plant and I vomited everything out, which I'm so grateful for. And it really showed me, you know, the power of the strength of our body, like all the Ayurvedic stuff I do. It's like my body knew that this is not supposed to be here, no matter how small it was it completely rejected it. And as soon as I did that, I felt normal, but then I started reading on it. And it's apparently one of the most toxic trees in the world. And it, you die by coming in contact with this tree in any form or shape. So I, um, I ran to the pool and got my partner and I was like, I think you need to take me to the emergency room. So we went to the emergency room and I will never forget the doctor's face when I told him what I had done and him being like, how did you walk yourself here? Like, how are you still alive? So they had to call, you know, the poison line and all of that. And, and they, none of the nurses and the doctors could believe that I was still alive. Wow. And I just took the day and I rested and the next morning I was completely fine. That day I was really tired and then I was fine. 
But I really do believe that number one, it was all the chanting that I had done that month, like intensely and really being connected. And maybe this was, you know, my karma of something. Maybe it was a big, massive rock that was supposed to kill me. And it just turned into a little thing that didn't kill me. And I do too believe that the all the Ayurvedic stuff that I do to take care of my body and just having that the body's environment in a way that it knows the intelligence of like, no, this is not supposed to be here right away. Because if that poison had stayed in my, it went into my, my blood, it was done. But at the point of stomach, it was rejected. So um, that's just a little story for you. And it was in between two eclipses. So the one was done and uh, we were in between the two times. And I know that that's a huge thing in astrology as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's funny. That also makes me, before we started this, we were talking about Shiva, right? And um, that makes me think of the story of Shiva taking the poison and holding it in his throat. I think, the, I think it's Nila Kantu, right? The blue-throated one. But takes the poison and, and, and holds it in his throat and then, you know, releases it so that it doesn't get through the body. So, I mean, what an omen that must be. <laughs> yeah, your, your spiritual work and your chanting to purify those karmas, but not let them, you know, take you away. <laughs> That's yeah. scary at the same time. Yes, it was scary. But also, I do want to mention that I'm, I have always been um, a very A plus type person and I have to really try things on myself before I let teach it or I let my clients try it or anything like that. Um, and I always look for evidence. Like that's just how my pitta is, <laughs> my pitta brain and being a teacher and all that. I like to see for it. I look, look for evidence and, and, yeah, there it is. There's something out there that, you know, when we connect to, it's just the, the strength of our spirituality multiplies. Um, and I, I have seen that so many times with my own eyes. Like, this is a story I told you. <laughs> wow, what a story. You're okay. I'm glad you did not eat the apple and that your intelligence took over in that case and didn't let you. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad to be alive. And it's just like, I've been given a gift of another life. So. Right. It's, Profound. Yes. Um, well, thank you for all the things that you taught us and enlightened us about um, Vedic astrology, Jyotish. And so maybe you could tell us, Josh, um, a little bit about um, how people could find you as well. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm all over the place, all the social stuff. Um, but Rupa Veda, R-U-P-A-V-E-D-A.com is my website. So you can go there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all the places. So um, you can probably find me that way. Um, okay, but- awesome. And I'll put a link down here as well. Okay, great. Perfect. Thank you so, so much. Dogs <laughs> are now barking. You're saying it's They're like... <laughs> talking about the omens (laughs) okay Okay, thank you
All right, my beloveds, if you have enjoyed this session and this episode of the teachings, please know you can find me on www.parasmoktader, my first and last name.com. Or you can find me on Instagram or any of the other social media platforms and send me a message. I would love to hear from you and continue this journey of growth and learning together. I have developed different programs that could match your constitution in different ways so that you can find growth as you tune in and you can keep seeking knowledge and spreading the positivity. I hope I hear from you soon. Namaste. Thank you.